Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. And Michael, we have a, a bit of an easy breezy episode coming to you this week after, you know, digging deep the last the last couple of weeks. What are we talking about? Uh, well, first, Zachary, I think you needed to start at the point where you should have started by saying he is risen. He is risen, indeed. Correct. All right. Thank you. Jesus. Can't believe that I had to drag <laughs> that out of you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to get into some fun stuff today. You know, casual, chill topics like immigration and vaccinations. Uh, just <laughs> totally, totally uh, good time Sally's over here. But first, Zachary, um, some religion happened. Hey, this last week was the most, arguably the most important holiday in the Christian calendar. And of course, I'm talking about July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> boom got him we're gonna sing patriotic songs for the next 10 minutes of this episode we're gonna start with my country tis of thee uh, oh yeah who- no we're gonna pledge allegiance to the flag and the christian flag i'll let you decide what order <laughs> which would be the better order like i actually I think, think okay. like that's a good question it's like is there a preferable choice to be made there Speaking of someone that uh, spent at least uh, some of my younger years in a uh, pretty low-rent private Christian school, uh, let me tell you, they start with the regular flag, and then they do the Christian flag. And the Christian flag is right underneath the American flag, which, I don't know, seems like sacrilege to me. Like, clearly don't buy into any of this weird shit, you insane fucks. And definitely don't make <laughs> children recite it every morning, my God. Uh, but if you're gonna do it, why wouldn't you have your Christian flag above your your U.S. flag? Like that that feels a little out of whack, right? It is. It is funny to be like one of these things is more important than the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, check out our cool BuzzFeed rankings of nationalism versus weird Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is white in both. Uh, Zach, how was your Easter? Uh, my Easter was very mellow. I mm-hmm. like went outside. I watched some church. Went on to a the family internet. gathering, hung out and yep. high fiving and hugging with roughly a few hundred of your unmasked friends and family. Uh, yep. Grandma was there. That was great. Kissed her on the mouth. Okay, actually, me and Grandma are both vaccinated. We are two of the only people in my family who could actually hang out together. <laughs> Hilariously you and your enough, can now safely kiss on the mouth like you've always wanted. Exactly. Me and my grandmother making out the way God intended, okay? <laughs> uh, that's nice. Yeah, our, our Easter was pretty quiet as well. Um, still waiting on that vaccination. So just hanging out at the house, cooking some food, uh, watching some church on the old interwebs, and going to the farmer's market because, you know, we're that kind of white. Farmer's market? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I almost just let that one slip right by. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just call that the bourgeoisie market, the class enemy market, Michael. Listen, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I would never say that. I would never say that, particularly in L.A. Uh, but listen, there is no place in this city uh, that me and my partner are more at home in than the local farmer's market. Like, we have friends there. We have people that we see. Uh, you know, there, there are, like, stops that we make. It is a social outing for us to go get our compost tea from Mark the Worm Tea Guy. Uh, maybe swing by the flower shop, chat with those guys, uh, grab some produce. We don't even have to say our name. We just show up, and they're like, oh, here's your box. Like Okay. Are you going to just zip right past worm tea? Like, that's okay? Like, that's a normal fucking thing you get to say on my podcast. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's important. It, it helps address pH issues. It puts nutrients back in the soil. I don't understand the problem. Uh, you're starting to sound like a Vagisil commercial. <laughs> Listen, I am just, I am embracing uh, my inner prepper. Uh, this is this is step one of Michael eventually going off the grid and becoming an anarcho-libertarian. Okay, I need okay. To, I need okay. to understand the pH of my soil, Zachary. Okay, I actually have a funny idea for a new kind of guy. A guy who's an anarcho-libertarian <laughs> who lives off the grid but still in L.A. Like, he's still, like, in an apartment in Los Angeles being like, I'm off the grid, man. Yeah, I know that guy. He sells me worm tea. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to regret this, but it might be content. What the fuck is worm tea? I, listen, man, I don't know. Uh, it's it's something to do with, like, worm <laughs> castings and liquid and, like, I don't know, nutrients. It helps. The flowers are very pretty. 
our our produce is growing great except for our carrots that we're like fuck you what if we were like an inch wide but also only an inch long uh which felt like a pretty personal call out of some parts of my anatomy <laughs> uh chode carrots are pretty unfortunate <laughs> i uh without without getting too explicit these are the chodiest carrots i have ever seen like they are, okay. they are so we're slow. already getting pretty explicit like you can't be like i'm not getting explicit let me describe how these carrots are yeah. penises yeah let me let me dig a little deeper into how uh the ripples on the carrot uh reflect my specific anatomy uh the carrots are your own sort of garden portrait of dorian gray <laughs> yes exactly exactly uh why are they, these carrots uh, syphilitic <laughs> I, listen man i don't i don't really understand anything i just like do stuff like uh so uh, i will go water the garden i will i will tend to the things we have a monarch butterfly that is currently in, in its chrysalis in our plot and we are checking in on it every day because we're really excited we planted some milkweed uh, so that the the monarchs would have things to feed on, so that we can single handedly combat climate change. Uh, this so is a little yeah. Bit, yeah, this is a little bit Moving of an aside in our aside, but here we are, uh, sort of Inception style. If the, I I think, and I understand that there's sort of a, like a pushback from environmentalists about like getting sad about like charismatic fauna being the thing people get sad about, like elephants yeah, or all, tigers all, or all whatever. All creatures matter, even the ugly ones. But continue. Right. But man, when I saw that, like, you know, I've lived in California for a while now. And when I saw, you know, long enough that, like, it used to just be just billions of the fucking monarchs. You know, they used mm -hmm. to just be common. You know, you go to, you know, like, all over the place. And even since I've lived in California, it's like, oh, there's basically no monarchs now. We've just, and I was, like, looking up, like, what have we done? With oh, we killed them all. They just died. They just, they died. Yeah. They're going to go yeah. extinct, and there's nothing we can do about it. And it's just like... God damn, if that didn't just make me just profoundly sad that we just casually destroyed all the butter monarch butterflies just cuz. Yeah, yeah, we were just we were just too busy making our making our bottled water. Sorry, sorry monarchs. Um yeah, it's it's uh that is a whole ass topic like insect yes. density and uh all of those things. But let's get back to our risen lord. <laughs> Yeah, so for Easter, I, I had a moment on Easter this week. Okay. I don't know if this is funny, but it was a little bit funny. I was watching uh, I was, I was watching an Easter service with my partner of sort of a new church, because as we've talked about, uh, our sort of former somewhat church uh, sort of, you know, had we've sort of moved past that, if you will. We've evolved. And yeah. it had in keeping, been... In keeping with White Boy Summer, we are going to our Raichu form of Christianity. I'm pretty excited for this and and for White Boy Summer. I'm and not excited for White Boy Summer. <laughs> White Boy Summer of Sam coming this year. Uh, oh no, it's it's anyway. So I was watching watching a new service, and I I realized for the only two years of my life, I had not for obvious reasons, I had not been in church for last Easter because of the pandemic, and I was not in church this Easter because of the pandemic. Uh huh. And it's the only two years of my life when I haven't been in Easter in church, and. I just start crying in the middle of the Easter service <laughs> like a bitch. Just we just like not even manly, just like tears pouring out as we're like talking about. It. <laughs> like I was like, oh, as somebody who like kind of fancies himself beyond, especially the sort of cultural Christianity shit. Like this doesn't have a grip on me. Like I even during the sort of the Kim episode, I was like, I'm so far past this. Like ha 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 ha. Now I'm watching a YouTube video of a church I've never been to, just bawling, just sobbing. <laughs> yeah, just like can't even deal as they're like talking about like grace and shit. And I'm just like. <laughs> I, I love I love that uh, what's funny about this story is your entirely human response to a year of social isolation, <laughs> but like it's us, that a, so that doesn't that make any movie? sense. Yeah, well, honestly though, like I was designed to be fine during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. No one likes me. I have no friends. Uh, Zach's only friend is Hulu, and even that is more of a like e-girl pay for interaction situation. Yeah, and 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 like. Honestly, I pay with for being without commercials, and it still shows me commercials. It's fucked up, man. But like, man, I tell you, watching Easter at the organ blaring, <sighs> the idea of being out with my friends and Jesus appearing to me and cooking me food—it's like, man, that hits harder in a pandemic. <laughs> 
<laughs> we all we all remember that passage in Luke where Jesus fired up the barbecue. He's like, I'm gonna get the smoker going. This is gonna be really great. Jesus, the original purveyor of white boy summer. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I Easter Easter was an interesting one for me. I threw this out on the pod Twitter, so sorry to double dip. But uh, my most probably like uh, the the piece of Easter I remember the most was the <laughs> summer that I was like. 13 or 14 in my like mm. shitty phase uh sure yeah which is which we're excited to end next year yeah so. yeah yeah exactly the beginnings of a long and storied phase in michael's life uh, <laughs> decades in the making uh two things i've carried that long my beard and my shittiness uh Aww. but i decided that i was not about to wake up for a sunrise service and when my mom came to get me i informed her that i had renounced god uh, and in order to be able to sleep until a reasonable hour on Easter Sunday. Uh, and my mom ended up crying, not, I think, because she bought into my renunciation of our risen Lord, uh, but because she was just so frustrated at what a little asshole I was being. Right. Um, I mean, let's, let's be real. That's, 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 you're going too far to get out of getting up early in the morning. Yeah, I should, you know? I should have pulled, like, just a regular sick like, oh, I'm just not feeling well, but no. <laughs> I, I like yeah. plastered a Nietzsche mustache on my brow and was like, <laughs> was like uh, this is who I that, am now, mom. It looked a little bit like a Hitler stash, which is actually why your mom cried. Oh, I actually love this. I want to know, like, did you get to sleep in? I mean, I so it was it was a bit of a mutually assured destruction situation, and yeah, that like I did not in go. fact go to the sunrise service that morning, and that I you know unequivocally is a victory, haha. -ha. Uh, but then there was a series of long and arduous debates about whether I would be allowed to participate in Easter dinner since I was no Ooh. not interested in participating in Easter church. Uh, which became somewhat protracted, a little bit awkward for the grandparents as we're like having this heated debate. <laughs> like, that's oh. so unfair to grandparents who just want to like vibe and buy you things <laughs> yeah grandparents that like would literally just show up hang out say like five words and give us five bucks on the way out the door the best grandparents uh, oh dude that rules yeah exactly and uh yeah so I, I would say that in the end it was not worth the hassle uh, but you know what? I, I I stood by my principles of saying that, like, listen, Jesus is, is with us always. <laughs> we don't need to get up this fucking early to appreciate it. I have been to my share of sunrise services. I don't think I've been to one, though, in my in 15 years. <laughs> it's just it's not pleasant. It's too early. Like, it's I have extremely fond memories of going with my family when I was a kid or my dad. And that was great. But, man, as an adult, it's just like, you know, Jesus is going to be there at, at 10 a.m. It's good. It's cool. God rested. We got this. We're good. Yeah. So, uh, happy Easter to everybody. Michael lying about becoming an atheist and me weeping at church. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, totally normal things from totally normal guys. <laughs> Speaking of totally normal guys, let's talk about Biden. Here's the thing. What if we did not? What if we? <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, Biden is actually a pretty normal guy, which is a terrible reflection on guyness. Like Biden is himself mm -hmm. an anti-dudes yeah. rock argument. Ah oh, man, I hate all the anti-dudes rock because that's most dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dudes rock is an act of protest against dudes. That's all I'm saying. I do think Biden is fascinating. This is a point by Chapo I can't stop thinking about, and they didn't solve it, so I don't mind bringing it up. Like the fact that Trump just disappeared is still so strange to me. And I agree with that, that like the man who was the main character in our heads for four years, honestly close to five, if you can count sort of running in 2015, sure. just every fucking where, everything he did, every, every new fresh outrage, the man was the center of it all is just fucking gone. And it is bizarre. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about because he's down in Mar-a-Lago doing unprompted like wedding toasts. So, uh, boy, boy went straight from the top of the pile. Like he skipped the uh, the phase of your musical career where you're doing like state fairs and went straight to weddings. I love it. You love to see it. But it's okay. But it's so odd that he's gone. And what's weird about that is now we have Biden, who is so such a vacuum, who's this like perfect mirror in a way of Trump, like. Wait, he's just not present at all. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, they definitely it's it's really weird how libs have been able to turn like Biden's very basic lack of communication. I think he did his first press conference, what, a couple weeks ago, like mm-hmm. one of the latest yeah. starts uh, yeah. ever. He's only done and, like one. Yeah. And I doubt we're going to get many more out of him. Uh, but they, they turn that <laughs> into a strength, like the way they're like our president yeah. isn't really communicating with us. But isn't that swell? Isn't that so much better? And it's just like, God, you people could not be more honest about wanting to like get back to your narcoleptic sleep. Uh, but let's sp- let's get a little more specific because uh, Biden has been up to some things actually at the some border. hijinks, if you will. Uh, hijinks is a word. It's a word. You could you could <laughs> potentially use that word. Uh, but Biden has been making a lot of promises about the border, both in his like campaigning and now as president. And there has been a lot of conflict around that because, as uh, many people are aware, there there are a lot of people coming through the border right now. Uh, Biden administration is throwing all of them in cages. Uh, just mm-hmm. utterly ridiculous stuff. And, and then uh, it spawned this kind of debate. But actually, where I want to start is the wall. The wall. Yes. And this is maybe why you couldn't even – I couldn't get three words into talking about Biden without you bringing about Trump uh, is because this is <laughs> – this is like one of uh, Trump's like big things. It's a huge thing that he campaigned on. You know, Trump eventually got Congress to drop over a billion dollars on it. And, and mm. Biden swore his campaign promise was not a single foot would continue of that construction once he took office. <laughs> not, was this not the one same Bi- was though. this the same biden that got arrested trying to visit <laughs> nelson mandela yeah it, i think it was actually that biden i'm gonna be really excited when we realize that, that we are living in a world of multiple bidens that's gonna explain so much when we realize that like this is a prestige situation this is multiple <laughs> people pretending to be the same person and one of them uh is more than happy to hop up there and make some campaign promises one of them is just straight up a conservative and one of them doesn't know what time it is and that i think would explain a lot about the the various uh, facets of biden that we all get to experience uh biden biden contains multitudes uh unfortunately they all none of none of them want to give you health care exactly yeah the one the one consistent thread through all the bidens is that they would veto medicare for all uh, <laughs> but okay I I love this story because this week it came out that uh, the Biden administration admitted that they were going to uh, not 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 do new construction, mind you, but just, you know, plug some of the gaps in the wall, do some repairs, a little upkeep on that on that (laughs) Trump wall. And it's it was so beautiful how they phrased it, because, again, like they're trying to tell you that we're going to do the thing we said we weren't going to do without admitting that that's what they're doing. Um, but I just can't imagine like Aki, uh, his press secretary that's... out there being like, no, 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 you guys, you don't understand. We're not building a wall. We're just plugging in gaps, you know, putting a wall where there wasn't a wall before. But that that yeah. is fundamental. I understand the confusion. But that is a totally different thing than building a wall. It's just sort of assembling a wall in places that were lacking in wall. Look, look, Get look, it? look. The concentration camps were there. We're not building new ones. We are just refitting the showers. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On. No, listen, uh, and, and this gets back to, like, you know, one of our very old complaints here at Shitty Christians, but, like, Libs completely checking out the second Biden stepped into office because uh, I have seen this from multiple places. People being like, no, 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 it's not as bad. It's not the same. They're not separating children from their families. And it's like, Okay, one, that is still absolutely happening, in part because they're still using, like, Title 42 regulations to ship people back without even giving them a chance to declare uh, that they're here uh, Mm. to seek um, asylum. And so, and when they do that, they're specifically sending back parents but not children. So that is absolutely separating children at the border. And parents now know that, so they are now sending their kids in unaccompanied uh, because they know that they can at least potentially get their kids through the border, which again is separating children at the border. So one, shut the fuck up. You're wrong. You're wrong and you're stupid (laughs) and you're wrong. Um, And then two, the idea that like, 
you know, we saw reports coming out that there's one facility designed for 250 people that has 4,000 people in it currently. Uh, many of them being held past the legally mandated limits for how long somebody could even be held. 80% of all, all people who cross at the southern border have people waiting for them on the other side, places that these people could be safely released to. But instead, no, we're keeping them all in a COVID hotbox, not even doing testing until people are symptomatic. And, and I get to have libs on Facebook telling me, no, no, it's better now. Now, it's not the same thing. I'm very tired of being <laughs> right all the time. You know, I think that's the the point I want to make here in the face of all this human suffering. Yeah, is yeah. I told you so, you stupid motherfucking bitches. I told Thank you, you for getting to the crux you, of the issue, Zachary. This would happen. I said this wasn't going to be better. I said Biden was the same, and all of you told me vote blue no matter who. All of you said go vote for Biden. Hey, guess what? Not voting for that guy in fucking 2024, and I all I hope is he takes L's forever. I, I I just, I don't know. It sucks to be right all the time, but also then you can't do anything about it. You have two parties, the party of ice, you know, like, and the party of ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it, I hate so much uh, when libs make conservatives right about things. It's my least favorite. <laughs> oh, uh, you don't want that. I was listening to uh, an excellent podcast, I Don't Speak German, uh, which is a deep dive uh, pretty much into like far right figures. You know, I think the sort of alt right, mm. slightly yeah. nicer face gets a lot of coverage. But these guys are straight up like listening to Nazi podcasts and like talking about like the real uh, crazy shit that is going on in there to the point where one of the hosts was actually had a, a Nazi group show up at his home with guns to threaten him and like leave him pictures of them standing outside of his home with guns and a letter threatening him, except oopsie they got the wrong house no i mean so a wait. random family like you know a married couple and their newborn kid woke up to pictures of men in like tactical gear and guns and a threat posted up outside their door having done nothing and knowing nothing uh which is a perfect encapsulation of how both scary and fucking incompetent the far right is <laughs> it is a good. little funny uh, terrible but, but a little funny oh no it, it, you have to acknowledge the humor of it at, as you encounter the horrificness but i don't speak german excellent podcast i've been going through some of their back episodes and they did one with tim pool who is a little bit more on the alt-right figure he was aside he was doing like vice news stuff for a while and then yeah. sort of went a reactionary kind of gamergate direction tim pool fucking sucks uh but tim pool was talking about like protesting uh the war when it was bush and then how people just shut the fuck up about the war when obama got elected and he was still there like being like hey uh war is bad i thought we all agreed war is bad no matter who is doing it and like yep. clearly coming from tim pool a fucking reactionary shitbag that is a bad faith argument it holds no water you're not saying that as a critique you're saying that to justify the awful shit that you're actually into uh but He's not fucking wrong. People no, did want to go back to sleep. And Obama stop continued. Stop whatever. Specifically when it comes to like foreign policy and deportation of immigrants, Obama was as hawkish as they come. Uh, oh, and just Obama because he used fucking drones to do it doesn't mean anything. So like stop stop making the shitheads right, assholes. Stop going back to sleep on this. Uh, yep. And I'm sorry, but this extends at least a little bit uh, to AOC. Uh, who in the past week, you know, came out and was like, hey, listen, it's bad faith if we say that the horrors that are happening at the border are the same horrors that were happening at the border. We need we need to acknowledge that things are getting better. And if you have critiques of the Biden administration, that means that you're a bad faith. She since walked that back a little yeah. bit and offered some more stringent opposition to the conditions there. I think she pretty quickly realized uh, that this was not a great move for her. Um, and I, I don't want to spend a ton of time beating up on politicians because politicians are politicians and fuck it. Like this, this is who they are. Our, our ultimate goals have to, you know, we can use electoralism, but probably it's going to be insufficient to the task because even, you know, somewhat left voices get sort of, uh, propagandized into the status quo. Exactly. I, you know, I don't want to spend a ton of time beating up an AOC. She's still one of the better politicians we have elected, but the limitations are extremely obvious. And when you see Bernie caping for Biden and, and talking about $1,400 is the same as 2000, it's the same thing. It's disappointing. Yeah. 
thing. And I'm happy to call them out when they do good things, but also when they, you know, kind of cock up a little bit. Yeah. And I, I've been very happy to see Bernie sort of pivot uh, to like really being <laughs> focused on like the Amazon union drive. Cause I think that's, yeah. that's a great use of Bernie's energy to bring sort of like consistent national attention totally. uh, to something that is super important, speaks to his, uh, you know, dedication to the labor movement but yeah he did fucking cape for biden super goddamn hard and it was really fucking frustrating uh and yeah i i just i can't get over how much people want to pretend things are okay without actually giving a shit about the conditions totally uh the idea like i i had somebody telling me that like hey these people are safe now and like we're gonna get better at handling this and and what they meant was we're gonna build more camps no, they are clearly not safe. 4,000 people in a facility for 250 is absolutely not safe. She was saying like, oh, they're getting medical care. It's like, how are, how are you providing medical care to a facility that is, you know, hundreds and hundreds of percent over capacity? Yeah, that's 16 to 1. Uh, that's, so it's about 16,000 per... It's like 16,000 percent over capacity. Clearly ridiculous on its face when you have people sleeping next to each other, unmasked in, in, in bags on the floor that like that is that is somehow now safe. We have deemed that safe. And it speaks to the fact that like our anti-immigration policies are, in fact, like upheld by both sides of our, our system. Oh, you yeah. know, it's something and, we've and said I many actually... times. I'm going to cut, do something that most leftists don't do here. I'm going to I'm going to say two things that I think leftists kind of ignore. One, this is a difficult situation and it is a pain and politicians are bad at dealing with difficult situations. That's not an excuse. I'm saying they just don't want to fucking deal with it. Biden, it's much easier to just say a bunch of nice things about immigration and be like, we value these people. We we believe in care and human, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Because uh, that's all he's done is just say nice shit and not do nice shit. But... Secondly, it is genuinely would take some money and resources and infrastructure to deal with this influx of of people. But secondly, secondly, uh, but but it is very doable. Secondly, Americans historically, in terms of democracy, have not voted well. Americans are somewhat reactionary in terms of immigration. And I think this is a real problem in the country, differently, even different than, say, Medicare for all. Like, Americans don't, tend to want unchecked immigration and i and i think we need to do a better job as leftists at talking about our end goals for this what we want this to look like and why this is a good thing because i actually think we've mostly convinced people of medicare for all but i do think even when you look at polling data that is one place where americans kind of do tend to skew more right than left in their social views and i i think that is a as a as is I don't know if I want to use the word failure, but sort of like a, a not success for leftists so far. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I think a failure might imply that like leftists have a ton of control over that. Right. Of course. And clearly like <laughs> that is just not the case. Yeah. Uh, but Americans, Americans are far more into closed borders than leftists ever want to fucking admit. I'm sorry. They just are. I, I don't disagree with your point, but I might need you to connect it to like why that matters. I, I'm saying this is... A really i'm saying this is a heart this is an incredibly difficult issue to for us for those of us who want more humane to get rid of ice and more humane sort of immigration obviously and 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 to i think this is this is a an important i think we need to prioritize messaging and this battle more than we even have so far because i think we actually are kind of skipping to the end game of being like fuck all this, end ice, blah, blah, blah. And I agree with that. But I think we actually haven't done the same job we have with something like Medicare for all, which is easier to sell. Obviously, go to the doctor, it's free, duh. Rather than like, hey, you need to be okay with this, this with immigration and building this up and building it as more humanitarian and blah, blah, blah. Instead of like, this is going to be, a, you know, all the sort of right-wing sort of canards about why immigration is bad. And, and I think we actually need to do a better job with messaging on the left as to all the steps of that and why they are good beyond just like we owe it to these people i I don't think that is like actually easy to convince a beaten down country that is suffering from capitalism that like you owe it to somebody then like we can do this we can do this good we can and and it can be good for our country as well and i don't think we actually do a good job at explaining that and i think there's that's one of the reasons why immigration tends to be one of the few social issues that the country does skew right on it just does and i don't i don't like that i'm just i think but i think that's something we haven't really encountered and because we don't have a ton of power and we're trying to deal with 70 other issues (laughs) 
I I agree that like messaging is a really important part of any leftist project, uh, building building consensus, and that yeah, absolutely, like Medicare for all is an easier sell than open borders. Uh, I think you're right to point out that like a, a critique of immigration is in fact a critique of capitalism. Like it is it is right. Like border these things are inextricably linked, and it's very hard to make the argument that like hey we need to abolish borders or you know have. Uh, you know, an immigration policy that fosters human life and flourishing rather than like this weird concept that like, no, 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 well, we just need to keep things better for us over here, which isn't even what immigration does. Uh, but I agree that like it is connected to like a much more structural critique of like our whole system. And that's part of why both Democrats and Republicans, given power and opportunity, uphold shitty immigration uh, standards. Uh, but it, 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 I the only thing that like sticks in my head is just like yeah so tr so true for like fucking everything like yeah, all of these yeah. things you can't you can you can make a case for medicare for all that doesn't get into like how our insurance and uh medical like systems are exploiting us at every turn and just keep it very simple like hey like point of sale you don't have to pay anything congrats but like to actually enforce Medicare for all similarly requires us to delve into uh, the belly of the beast of capital and, and really, you know, rework how we think of caring for each other. Uh, totally. And, and I mean, the, the funny thing is, if you want to, if you really cared about it, you would, you know, like, if these people actually cared about things like immigration, you would do things like stop doing a ton of coups in Latin America. Yeah, like having the CIA 100%. ruin everything. And you would do like the Marshall Plan, but for, but for you know, which is not perfect. I want to be clear here. But, you know, uh, there's a reason why Japan and Germany are like doing much better. And it's not because they're just better, but because like money and infrastructure were built into those countries. Whereas like in Latin America, all we've done is just install puppet government after puppet government and or the CIA working with various cartels. Yes. Yeah. All of, all of those things are very true. Uh, and again, a, a big argument for why America needs, uh, you know, infinitely better immigration policy is because we are the ones that are fucking shit up all the time over there. Like, uh, and then, you know, when Bolivia, like, restores a little normalcy to their government, then we're like, uh, what? Yeah. No, it's 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 a whole thing. I guess the, the, the thing I was trying to say, maybe poorly, is that, like, I, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an even more difficult issue than all the other, let's be honest, almost impossible leftist projects. Sure. I, I guess that might be true to a I point. I think it's but even I, I would, harder. I would, I would point out that, like... <laughs> It's actually a pretty easy sell to be like, there are 4,000 people in a facility for 250. Like, we need to do things differently now. Like, like that is a clear and immediate need. That is that is not, like, that is not something that you have to get into critiques of, like, all of capitalism to be able to say, like, <laughs> look at the clear and immediate harm that is being done to, like, families and children right now. Like, right in front of us. And, and it's really upsetting how much, like, uh, cameras have been kept out of those facilities. Yeah. Uh, how, how much uh, spin has gone into denying uh, the clear and present harm. Uh, you know, Biden, Biden being willing to, like, carp on China and how much we need to go to war with China while ignoring, like, uh, you know, not taking the steps he could take to try to do these things better right now uh, is, no, is very not. frustrating. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the he's like the unquestioned head of of, of the uh, Department of Homeland Security. He can he can just do these things unilaterally. He doesn't have to wait on Joe yeah, Manchin to fucking exactly. Suck his own this dick is about this it. is not a Manchin is the new McConnell situation. Like how uh, the Department of Homeland Security enforces their jobs is something that the president has a ton of control over, and uh, he's just choosing not to exercise it and choosing to keep a ton of the Trump era. Uh, regulations uh, going that allow him to just deport people without even giving them a chance to make their case constantly. Yeah. Final thought. I actually think that's a really salient point. Biden is keeping up the Trump regulations. Trump just accelerated the Obama ones. Obama just did an acceleration of the Bush ones. Like, I think that's why I'm kind of hopeless about it is because like, I do think there is like, I think it's actually extremely akin to the national security state. Like there is a almost complete unilateral consensus around, around this issue. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, and again, it, it gets back to some of our cr critiques of like leftist politicians, you know, still voting for like military mm. budgets and stuff, but ultimately yes. Like uh, in order to address these issues, 
we need a much more comprehensive change than anyone currently in the political system is going to give us. And uh, how we go about doing that and, and the work that uh, people are organizing to do in order to make that happen is, I think, the project that we are all encountering right now. And, you know, not to uh, I, I think that's why things like uh, union movements against Amazon are really important, because building a labor movement in this country uh, gives a, a base of power. And if we're talking about how we enforce these things, we have to talk about power and clearly putting elected officials in limited positions of, like national prominence is not going to do the job. So like, how do we go about building a collective that uh, of of a movement in America that has the power to stand up to these things is an open question. And I think a lot of leftists have come to the conclusion that I've come to that the labor movement is uh, a really important step in that process. I think I agree, too, with that. Let's move forward. OK, uh, so let's talk about other cool, cool things, uh, other other examples of white people being awesome. Uh, I am talking, of course, about <laughs> white evangelicals being among uh, the highest groups for refusing to be vaccinated uh this came Damn out of it, a, this is not a white boy summer <laughs> like is, if you're gonna do that this is not the white boy summer that chet promised us uh we need to do a whole episode <laughs> about white boy summer because i i have some concerns uh and zach is how could you have a concern about something called white boy summer <laughs> yeah what what could there possibly be but okay there are about 41 million uh, self-identified white evangelical adults in the U.S. According to a recent poll, about 45% said in late February that they would not get vaccinated, according to Pew Research Center. Uh, so right off the bat, I want to say this is one poll. Um, I think it is a poll that uh, has a, a lot of, you know, concerning things to say about it. And we're going to accept it as good faith. But I think a lot of hay has been made about one poll. Uh, so I, I want to acknowledge that like how people talk about things versus like the social pressures that uh, inform people's actual decisions are not always the same. Uh, but undeniably, white evangelicals have have somehow managed to outstrip people that have real and legitimate concerns about our medical system and the way that it is, you know, historically and systemically abused and oppressed them uh, to come out in front as the group that is like, no, we are not going to get vaccinated. <laughs> I want to say this is driving me insane. Yeah. I, I saw this like 10 years ago about, I saw just small rumblings. Uh, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to call some people, not literally names, some groups of people out here, but like rumblings, particularly in sort of, to be honest, the more sort of female corners of the Southern Baptist Convention when they were talking about essential oils and things like that. And just like occasionally sort of talks like, you know, I'm just not sure about these vaccines. You know, I'm just... I don't know. I mean, do we need all these? Do, should my children have all these vaccines? I'm just asking question. Maybe don't try to second guess vaccines when you have like literally no no reason to. No knowledge, no data points other than vague feelings and Facebook posts. Yeah. And I think even that sort of movement of like essential oils and alternative medicine within evangelical circles stems from a much more uh, consistent evangelical project of making themselves enemies of science. Uh, going back yes. to uh, yes. first evolution, that was that was a big wedge issue that I think was really the starting point oh, for yeah. Christians being like, no, our, our science classes are deceiving our children and then continuing mm -hmm. through the abortion debate. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, it's really fascinating to watch conservative evangelical figures try to carp for the vaccine, uh, yep. while not acknowledging the hand that they've played in building up this sentiment that is now informing their congregations. And so you have assholes like Franklin fucking Graham telling people that Jesus would like advocate for vaccination or Robert Jeffries, one of the many Trump pastors who we've talked about before. And he's just one of the more out there voices in terms of just saying crazy pro Trump shit, but being like, yeah, uh, hey, listen, like we, we, you know, life, life is a gift from God. We need to do what we can to protect life. Uh, Greer tweeting a photo of himself receiving the shot mostly as a chance to show off his pecs. They, they were good pecs, though. <laughs> I, and I, I think like I, you kind of cracked it for me, though, when you talked about the evolution of it all. The anti-science stuff has sort of blossomed even from when I was a kid. I was I didn't know any anti-vaxxers as a child. I didn't know any anti-vaxxers really when I was 20. This is like a very the last 15 years sort of slowly unspooling. And like, 
this is anecdotal, but one of our friends, you know, is you know, is in the military and like a small like his whole like unit or whatever was offered the chance and like 5% took the chance to get it. You know, and it's just like it, it's it's gotten out of the sort of the crunchy granola people who who think that homeopathy is like a valid treatment for for Crohn's for Crohn's disease, and it's sort of become mainstream. Where like you've got sort of like the moms who don't want to give their kids anything, sort of crew, but also the guys because it's a very rigidly gendered world who was thinking getting a vaccine is for pussies. And now like. There was an article the other day in Defector about how, like, a bunch of MLB players are just, like, not getting it. They're just, like, you know, it's just, like, it's just, I don't want to do it, right? Like, it's about personal choice. Like, how did this be, how did we get here where vaccines are a culture war issue? And I think some of it's science. I think some of it's everything is a culture war issue. Like, the libs are saying it's good. Even though this vaccine was developed under the Trump administration, it, therefore, it's some pussy shit. Yes. I uh, I think that uh, it's been fascinating to it's something we talked about before. The culture war is just actual war now. People are people are dying right. because of the culture war. Like we are we are sort of past the point where like a culture war is like, you know, oh we're boycotting Disney, and we're at the point where right. like culture war means like no, I'm not gonna let my grandma get vaccinated or grandma herself is like fuck that vaccine. I'll go when I'm ready. And I do have a couple quotes to that point. Um, yeah. So please. this is this is from a recent New York Times article that was sort of you know delineating some of this uh and it's talking about a person who uh i'm not going to name because they're just an individual but they they said you know they're ready for the severe political and social consequences of refusing the vaccine she quit a job at trader joe's when the company insisted that she wear a mask at work her son she said was kicked off his community college football team for refusing covid testing protocols and then she says go ahead and throw us into the lion's den go ahead and throw us into the furnace uh Jesus broke ritual purity laws by interacting with lepers. We can compare Ugh. that to people who are unvaccinated. If they get pushed out, they'll need to live in their own colonies. Okay, well, we agree about literally one detail. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Just like, okay, I would so like, like to put you in a camp on the border. 4,000 <laughs> white evangelicals in a room designed for 250. Sounds okay to fucking me. <laughs> it would be an upgrade. That is undeniably true. Uh, let's just switch them out. Uh <laughs> I also just love, like, by this person's perspective, they are now the leper, the thing that Jesus healed. But, like, no, but, like, we're going to intentionally be lepers now. That's, like, that's, like, the role we're playing. And it reminds me, did you see that TikTok of a girl play acting getting uh, murdered for refusing the vaccine? No, but that sounds it's amazing. It's so good, man. I, there's like swelling music and like her being like, I'm not going to do it. And then like progressively via makeup showing her getting like more and more bloodied and injured as they like beat her to death while also telling her she can like still repent and get the vaccine. Uh, and wow. then the last shot is her in heaven uh, being told, well done, <laughs> my good and faithful servant. I love the like the, the, the Christian valence to it. The like, oh, yeah. I am the same as Daniel. Uh, all the false analogies uh, that stupid people do drive me the most insane. <laughs> well, and like, uh, you know, the the idea of like the future where evangelical Christians are hunted down and rounded up and put in camps is something they have been fantasizing about for a very long time. Uh, yeah. So it's not surprising yeah. to me uh, that that people would get to this point. Uh, let's let's uh, let's read another quote, shall we? Sure. Uh, this comes from a Bible believing nutritionist outside of Dallas. Uh, who said she did not need the vaccine because God designed the body to heal itself if given the right nutrients. More than that, she said, it would be God's will if I am here or if I am not here. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but the endless analogy that I love to give is like, yeah, that's why when you're standing in the road and a 18-wheeler is barreling down towards you, you, you shouldn't step out of the way. It's God's it's will. It's God's man. will. It's God's yeah. will. God's plan. It might. I hope it is for this woman. <laughs> I. Uh, it is genuinely staggering to me that somebody could say the body is designed to heal itself given the right nutrients. Okay, so like, what do you think of all sickness ever? Like, what do you think why do you think people is? die? I'm. I'm very <laughs> confused. Like, like what? T- tell me. Tell me your understanding of mortality, given that you believe that you can heal. All human conditions via, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 acai berries. 
she points to Tom Brady, and you're like, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I can't argue you will not, with that You point. will not simp for Brady on this podcast. <laughs> There's one rule, Zachary. One rule. Look, where do you, how do you think we developed the vaccine so quickly? Okay. Uh, okay. Another I'm quote, just asking questions. Another quote. Uh, this is from a gentleman by the, who was the age of 75 in Forsyth, Missouri. Heaven is so much better than Earth. Why would we fight leaving here? <laughs> that it's rules. Like, all right, that that guy gets it. I, the I death mean, cult. That's all he's saying. No, he's just saying it. He's just saying, yeah, I, I belong to a death cult, and it's just like I don't understand, Ron. You're seventy five. Why are you still here? Like bullets <laughs> aren't expensive, so good, Ron. Bro. Bullets aren't expensive. At least not till Biden gets his way. uh my favorite so funny it's so good my favorite quote is from this pastor who is trying to help christian communities encourage their their congregations to get vaccinated and so he created a toolkit it's a toolkit for pastors on how to address within a christian framework the concerns of skeptical evangelicals oh my gosh they range from the extent of the vaccine's links to abortion to whether they represent the mark of the beast. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this is what gets me is like you have these people trying to like get their shit together and get their people vaccinated. But like how do you come up with a toolkit to like help people in your congregation and others uh, get vaccinated where you have to explain that a vaccine isn't the mark of the beast and not think like I've spent my entire life deceiving people. Like how do you not <laughs> understand your culpability in building a system that would lead the congregation that you were responsible for the spiritual shepherding of to think that a vaccine is the mark of the beast and not be like, Oh, my entire life has been a fraud. Like, these are what the people that I have been put in a position of spiritual leadership over think I must fucking suck at my job. What they're trying to do is they're trying to be like, look, I told you that all of society and the world and science are evil and coming to get you and indoctrinate you with their sort of liberal bisexual ways. Mm-hmm. And yes. things we support. <laughs> like, of course. And then you're like, except for this one thing, <laughs> right? Like you're like, no, 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 all that other stuff I said is still true. Don't worry, abortion is bad, and like all the, you know, all the nonsense and evolution is fake. Like all the nonsense they spill. Sure. And, and and all the fossils are put there by Satan, but the vaccines that the same baby eating devil worshippers made, those are good. All the other stuff is bad, but that's good. And if, and and you end up with a population, I'm sorry, of fucking crazy people. I can say this. I This is my world. They're <laughs> fucking crazy. They're useless. And they should be put in re-education camps. <laughs> I think it is, it is such an example of the grift gone too far. Because ultimately, yes. all of the fear-mongering, all of the scare tactics, all of the anti-science stuff, all of this was was never about like concerns about science and had everything to do with being able to continue to ex- like exert positions of privilege and control over a population. You wanted them to do the things yeah. you wanted them to do. You wanted them to vote for Republicans. You wanted them to think that your church is really important. So all of this was in service of the grift of making a political block that could define the you know future of America. Check checkmate. They did it. Uh, and having you be the like most powerful voice in that community, but you done fucked up. You took it a little too far. Yep. You made people too scared, yep. and now they're not going to listen to you when you try to say, "Hey, actually, we lose all of all of the things that I was grifting for—the power and control." That goes away mm. if you're all dead. So I'm going to need you to get this vaccine so I can keep my power structure in place. They're not listening to you, man. That that you took it too far, and I don't. Like, listen, can the ship be turned? Maybe. Uh, but these people can't fucking do it uh, because now they're just trying to do the same shit but nicer. Uh, I, I, You know what I have a question about? If Trump please. was reelected, what would yeah, be you can the say situation when. with the vaccine? You can yeah. say when. <laughs> we have a Biden presidency. Good. You can say when. Yeah. Okay. But, like, if Trump had been reelected okay. in 2020, mm-hmm. 
what would the vaccine situation have been then? I'm really, really curious to know if evangelicals would have been more amped about it. That's a good question. I I, I don't have uh, answers for your theoretical uh, thing by that, but I, I'm tempted to say that this is actually bigger than even the Trump of it all. Like the anti-science stuff goes a lot, a lot deeper and a lot further back in evangelical culture than the Trump simping. And like, I agree. While I think there would be a certain segment, uh, and I think we would definitely see more of the conservative evangelical voices speaking out in favor of the vaccine than currently are, uh, because a lot of them are choosing silence over even just saying like, yeah, you should get vaccinated. Yep. Uh, I don't know that it would ma matter. And this it reminds me a lot of the Q conversation we had with Griff, where we talked mm. about like, it, you know, pastors lamenting that they get an hour with their congregation on Sunday, and then those people go home and watch 20 hours of Q content during the week. And I just don't know how you compete with the machine that these people were instrumental in creating uh, that is going to tell them that like, hey, this, this shit is dangerous. And, and by the way, like, you know, this has been a, a cause for debate, uh, but you know, you had the Biden administration being like, oh, I mean, like the private pri uh, private industry will figure out like uh, vaccine passports. And just like, again, stop making the crazies right. Yeah. That sounds fucking terrible. Right. Yeah, no, like the government should be the one figuring out what that means, if that means anything. Yeah, it, it's just absolutely insane to just cede that to fucking Amazon. Like, what are you talking yeah. about, my guy? Uh and, and I so, mean, it's obviously an issue of the public. The, the public should be deciding, i.e. the government. It's 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 amazing. It is just utterly absurd uh, that, like, on the one hand, you have, uh, you know, these conservative evangelical figures both fomenting all of this fear uh, and distrust and then trying to walk it back at a point where it might affect, you know, the number of people in their church. Uh but then on the other hand, you have libs being libs and just doing this terribly. And I mean, the rollouts have certainly improved, but were incredibly rough and mired in so much, you know, neoliberal bullshittery, like finding hospitals for not being able to find sure. enough arms to stick the vaccine in when they created all of these insane stringent rules uh, around it. Like all, all that crazy shit. And it's just it's it's kind of wild, man. Uh, but it is it is yeah. genuinely pretty impressive to me. I mean, if we if we take this research, this poll at its word, it's like 45 or 47 percent of the 42 million people that identify as evangelical Christians like that is tens of millions of people. Yep. It's a real problem. It's an actual fucking structural problem, because the thing I always run into and you all know this argument, but this actually isn't a personal choice. Vaccines should be mandatory. You should have to get one when you pass go. And this was true 10 years ago when we were talking about like polio and MMR and all that was all that basic shit. It's true now because it's an issue of public health. You owe it. If you're healthy enough to get a vaccine, you owe it to the people around you who yeah. Are too immunocompromised to get them to get it. This isn't. It's a, you. It, let me put it this way: It's a moral failing if you don't get vaccinated and you can. You're a bad person. Uh, one hundred percent. Uh, you know, l leaving aside other conversations about availability, access, uh, cost. Of course, of as course. we as we move into our yeah, hellscape yeah, yeah, where yeah, Pfizer yeah. Pfizer is selling you the booster shot for a fifty percent premium every time. But like, yes, right. if, if it That's is available to you about. and you are healthy enough to do it, like you have a responsibility to your fellow man to help do what we can to end this. And again. Even that is putting a lot of, you know, personal responsibility on individuals where we have to say, of like, course. all of our institutions have failed us. But, like, that doesn't mean we shouldn't take the fucking step. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, and it's just so embarrassing. I feel, like, embarrassed to have grown up evangelical as they continue to progress getting worse. It's like they have become, like even more embarrassing than the true love waits creeps that we grew up with how is that possible oh don't worry they're still the true love waits creeps they didn't they didn't repent of any of that <laughs> <laughs> they are exactly as creepy as they were with that uh they might tell you they're I, I, I not i think that's why it trips me so much I i've been i've been reading so emily joy's uh church too uh this week uh Ooh. and it's been very very good but one of the points she made is like you know she she went around to like a lot of places got a lot of like national attention and ended up speaking to a lot of churches and a lot of them were asking like okay but how do we do purity culture nice like how do we how do we do how do we uphold this theology 
but like but like less toxically than we did mm-hmm. before yeah. and it just it is that thing of just like no you fucking can't you can't it's it's dangerous yep. on his face whether you put a nice smile on it or not these are fundamentally poisonous things and the only path forward is to excise them from from your community and belief system uh they and want it, the obama purity culture <laughs> oh boy uh yeah no it is it is really fascinating uh and it is it feels like chickens coming home to roost like you you can't spend yeah. the decades that you have spent uh t- talking about like fossils being from satan uh and not get to this point and it is it does i think really speak powerfully to the the failings at the heart at the very heart of the evangelical movement uh that like this is where we're at this is what our church is we are we are the people out there claiming persecution for being unwilling to even try to protect our fellow person and for the record we saw this you know exactly the same in miniature with mass uh and people getting all butthurt about mass mandates like this is the same thing just with even higher stakes as we desperately try to claw ourselves out of this awful hole uh that uh the complete failure of our neoliberal institutions has brought us to. Yeah, no, it's, I just like, it's, you know, I'll just leave it. Like, I just take it real personal. Cause these are the people that I'm related to that I grew up with. These are the people that educated man. us. These are the people that taught us what to believe. I was in like fifth grade Sunday school being told, Oh, you know, your science teacher might try to tell you that the yep. earth is X million or billion or trillion years old, but come on. I mean, 5,000 it's in the Bible. We counted up the genealogies. And that was like shit that was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you are you are sure. a leader in my life. That is clearly something I believe for far too long. By which I mean like 13. But still, that's far too long. Yeah, it, it really, it, it just makes me irrationally angry. Because <laughs> you are endangering yourself. You're endangering the people around me, around you. And it's showing a complete antithesis of like love, caring, of everything you pretend to be about. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, White we'll, Christians have just become have just become the enemy, and and it's bombing me out, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's a great place to leave it. Is like let's let's place it in a spiritual context for five fucking seconds. You have an opportunity that can protect not just you but people around you, and you choose not to take it. Uh, what does that say about your faith? Like, come on, this is not hard. So it's time for us to get out of here. So let me just say real quickly that uh, we made a Shitty Christians Discord this past week. Uh, we'll make sure the links are in the episode description uh, for this episode. Uh, feel free to check us out. It's been a pretty good time so far. It's been really cool uh, mm-hmm. seeing you know people sharing stories of their upbringings, often in evangelical culture, seeing where people are at spiritually uh, and theologically, politically now. Uh, you do not have to be any, you know, version of christian to uh, attend the rules are pretty simple don't be an asshole and don't be exclusionary in your beliefs whatever they are uh but it's been a really good time and it's been a great way to like talk to people a little more consistently i've been having a lot of fun so feel free to check that out if you're uh, a christian leftist looking to get hooked up with some other cool people or if you just want a place to uh talk about all the crazy shit the church did to you when you were a kid i think it's a pretty cool space for that i've been having fun yeah, check it out. Uh, I even occasionally pop in to talk about Taco Bell. Yeah, Zach Zach shows up for the important fast food discourse, of which there has been, you know, a pretty steady amount. So it's not lacking. And in, in if what you're going for is the fast food content, uh, Shitty Christians Discord has got you covered. So with that, my name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor. My name is Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week.
It's the mommy of a strip club. Every time you come around, it's like, what? I just gotta get my dicks up. And I don't know who the fuck you think you talking to, but I'm not him. I explain to watch what you do, or you gon' find yourself very next to someone else. And we all thought you loved yourself, but that couldn't have been the issue. Or maybe they just saying that now because they miss you. Try the tissue. That's why you laying on your back, looking at the roof of the church. Preacher telling the truth and it hurts. Y'all gon' make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me lose my cool. Up in here, up in here. Off the chain, I leave ass off of the brain. Still want the fame, off the name. First of all, you ain't rap long enough to be fun with me. So whatever it is you puffing on, I got you thinking that you Superman. I got the kryptonite, and I smack you with my dick in the mic. Yeah, this is character. It's not even good actors. What's gonna be the outcome? It's out of all the factors. You whack, you twist it, your girls are whole. You broke, the kid ain't yours, and everybody knows. Your own man say you stupid. You be like, so? I love my baby mother. I never let her go. I'm tired of weak, whining over pussy that don't belong to them. What's wrong with them? It's get up for real like my man's in them Who get it all with the strip for the hands with them Man, y'all gon' make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me lose my cool Up in here, up in here I bring down rings to heavy and curse the head No more talks Put him in the dirt instead. You keep off that you're trying to end up red. Cause if I end up dead, I end up dead. Cause you just soft type. What? Uh, fake up dog type. Push like a soft white. Uh, dog is a dog, blood thicker than water. We done been through the mud and we quicker the slaughter. The bigger the order, the more guns we run out. When up in there, everybody come out. When the body burn out, send in the sun out. I'ma keep the gun out. Running his mouth, I'ma blow his lung out. Listen, yo, he's about to be missing. You know who gon' find you? Oh. Some old man fishing. Grandma wishing your soul's at rest, but it's hard to digest with the size of the hole in your chest. Y'all gon' make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me.